0: January 16th of 1991, as the Soviet Union was collapsing and the Cold War coming to an end, George H.W. Bush publicly announced a new campaign of American dominance, which he called the New World Order. This is an historic moment.
1: We have in this past year made great progress in ending the long era of conflict and Cold War of the UN's founders.
0: Vladimir Putin told Oliver Stone that in the year 2000, he asked President Clinton if Russia could join NATO, which he said made the American delegation very nervous. They were not interested in world peace. They had different plans. In 1997, the Project for the New American Century was founded by William Crystal and Victoria Newland's husband, Robert Kagan. In September of 2000, they published their agenda entitled Rebuilding America's Defenses, which outlined an ambitious and aggressive plan to achieve world dominance, starting in the Middle East and ending with Russia. The document acknowledged the fact that their world domination efforts would trouble American allies and could therefore be a long process absent some catastrophic and catalyzing event, like a new Pearl Harbor. A year after publishing this, 2,000 people were murdered in the World Trade Center and blamed on a small terrorist group created by the CIA. And with this catastrophic and catalyzing event, the plan for a new American century went into action.
1: About 10 days after 9-11, I went through the Pentagon, and one of the generals called me and he says, we've made the decision we're going to war with Iraq. This was on or about the 20th of September. I said, we're going to war with Iraq. Why? Why? He said, I don't know. So I came back to see him a few weeks later, and by that time we were bombing in Afghanistan. I said, are we still going to war with Iraq? And he said, oh, it's worse than that. He said, I just got this down from upstairs, meaning the Secretary of Defense Office today. And he said, this is a memo that describes how we're going to take out seven countries in five years, starting with Iraq and then Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and finishing off Iran.
0: George H.W. Bush's son, George W., began a propaganda campaign to sell the American public on overthrowing Iraq. I take the threat very seriously. I take the fact that he develops
1: weapons of mass destruction very seriously. Either you are with us or you are with the terrorists.
0: When the lies became obvious, George W. made jokes while reveling in the blood of the innocent.
1: Those weapons of mass destruction got to be somewhere.
0: (laughs) Nope, no weapons over there. Secretary of State Madeleine Albright said that murdering millions of Iraqi children was worth it.
2: We have heard that a half a million children have died. I mean, that's more... Children then died when, when in, in Hiroshima, and and you know is the price worth it? I think this is a very hard choice, but the price we think the price is worth it.
0: The power-hungry cabal, made up of close-knit families who practice multi-generational child abuse and mass mind control, began overthrowing sovereign nations and murdering innocent civilians. Became the new norm for U.S. foreign policy. But their plan for global domination was failing, and starting in 2020, with the COVID scam, they began targeting U.S. citizens. They have become desperate, and they are going for broke, slaughtering innocent Palestinians to spark a war with Iran, and sacrificing the people of Ukraine to hopelessly take on Russia. These inbred families are getting old, and they are fighting for their lives. There is too much at stake for them to ever give up which makes them more dangerous than ever but they are few and we are many
3: gunther in tennessee thanks for calling gunther
4: hey alex first time caller real quick wanted to plug your foundational energy uh just started taking that and uh boy three pills the recommended dose i was bouncing off the walls but uh I, i tell you foundational is the right name for that product because I'll, I'll cut down to one. and uh, it, it, It's like you have a baseline of energy that you were missing before that you got back. So Well, I'm glad you
3: mentioned that because it's methylfolate, the breakdown of folic acid, and a lot of people, particularly Europeans, don't absorb all of the folic acid. So it's not a stimulant. It's a totally natural thing that boosts energy that's foundational. And, and was I lying to you or, or did it not work?
4: No, it, it was top-notch. And I was, I was actually taking Red Pill Plus before, and that's got a little folic acid in it. I think there was a... A little build up from this but the energy from this was no jitters I mean it's top notch it's a great product
3: Well thank you so much yeah no folic acid is great and is in real red pill but some can't Absolutely. break it down this is the breakdown of it
4: That's exactly it
0: It's Wednesday February 7th in the year of 2024 and you're listening to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this thing.
4: Get everybody in the stuff together. Good morning, okay. ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. We have a very big show for you today. Drew Hernandez will be joining us in the third hour. We have a lot to talk about. Whole heck of a lot to get into. And we will. Right now, let's not waste any time. Here it is, your daily dispatch. Ooh, hello, uh, here it is, your daily dispatch for Wednesday. The se- well, okay, all right, here <laughs> take two, the 7th of February, 2024. First, this. Massive sun explosion leads to blackouts near Australia and Asia. An explosion on the sun sent a massive burst of energized particles zooming across space at 900,000 miles per hour, causing blackouts in Australia and South Asia. Reports emerged on Tuesday morning that ham radio operators and mariners were affected in those regions, Daily Mail reported. The explosion occurred on Monday at 8.30 p.m. with the solar storm hitting Earth shortly after 10 a.m. today. The NOAA reports a 45 percent likelihood of radio disturbances following a solar explosion, induced blackouts near uh, Australia and uh, South Asia. Say, in the next few days, there's about a 45 percent chance that communications problems will continue. So there's, So there's that. And it's because you don't eat bugs. Did I mention it's because you're not eating bugs and because you drive an SUV. You keep making the sun explode. Stop having children. Meanwhile, in Stunner, House GOP bid to impeach Mayorkas fails. A House GOP effort to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas failed in embarrassing fashion Tuesday as three Republicans joined Democrats in voting against what would have been the second ever impeachment of a cabinet official. Republicans entered the vote with two expected GOP no votes from Representatives Ken Buck of Colorado, Tom McClintock of California, and but then... Suddenly and unexpectedly, a third House GOP lawmaker, Representative Mike Gallagher, also voted against impeachment. The surprise no vote prompted numerous GOP colleagues to gather around Gallagher for a lengthy conversation before the vote closed. A fourth Republican, Representative Blake Moore of Utah, the vice chair of the GOP conference, then flipped his vote to no seconds before the vote closed, a procedural move that allows the uh, conference to bring the legislation back to the floor at a later date. So this is uh, far from over. Republicans say the hope is to bring the legislation to the floor again when House Majority Leader Steve Scalise, who's undergoing treatment for cancer, will be able to attend. Quote, House Republicans fully intend to bring articles of impeachment against Secretary Mayorkas back to the floor when we have votes for passage. Speaker Mike Johnson's spokesperson said on X, the platform formerly known as Twitter. In a statement after the loss, the Department of Homeland Security, uh, Department of Homeland Security encouraged Republicans to abandon the effort entirely. I say, I say just move straight to the treason trial, straight to the trial for treason. Impeachment should be a, a, a bus stop along the way to our ultimate destination. We've got reasons to, oh, uh, we'll we'll talk about this. We'll talk about some of the reasons that were given by Republicans as to why they voted no. You can probably guess what they are. It's the same excuse Republicans always use for inaction. It's this might set a bad precedent. We don't want to set a precedent. It's like, well, what would would the precedent you'd be setting be? If you assign somebody a job and they completely abdicate every responsibility and actually do the inverse of what the job requires them to do in the process— allowing the United States government to facilitate the commission of innumerable crimes, millions upon millions of lawbreakers allowed into the country with the complicity of the Department of Homeland Security, 80,000-plus children missing, given over to strangers, trafficked by our government. I mean, is that not a precedent you want to set? You don't want to set that precedent, huh? like, well, we can't do anything to stop the existential threat to our country. That might set a precedent. If you really like this is, it's, it's an existential threat to the country. You've got cities like New York and Chicago collapsing under the weight of migration. You've got hospitals in Denver, Colorado, shutting down because they can't deal with the influx of illegal immigrants who don't pay their hospital bills. You've got the population of entire states crossing over the border in a single year and you can't impeach him over this? I'm I'm shocked. Well, not that shocked. Well, I'm not that shocked. It is the Republicans after all. And, uh, you know, I, I don't have any proof of what I'm about to say. But I will say that the convenience of blackmail is that you don't have to have it on everybody. If you get it on like three or four people, sometimes that's enough. Sometimes that'll swing the whole thing. And you just have to wonder why these people would why they would vote against impeaching Alejandro Mayorkas. It's it's very strange. It's, it's, this is an existential threat to our country. This is life or death. For the nation of America, and you're not even going to vote to do like a procedural expulsion of the guy who's leading the charge. why Why not though? Why not? It's like you've got somebody who's coming to kill you with a gun, and you're like, "I refuse to lock my door." It's like it's just you got to do something. It's an existential threat. what who, What principle do you think you're standing for? The principle of we will do nothing as our country is quite literally invaded and dismantled in front of our eyes in the matter of years. It's almost impossible to overstate the dire situation that we're in, and Republicans won't do anything. They won't do anything. It's completely insane. So we'll get more into that a little bit later. We'll read the statement from Mike Gallagher, just so we can fully comprehend the just sheer absurdity that's led us down this road meanwhile federal appeals court rejects trump's immunity bid oh look another dangerous president being set yet another thing that the republicans will not actually act on or do anything about federal appeals court rejects trump's immunity bid the District of Columbia Circuit Court ruled Tuesday that former President Donald Trump cannot assert immunity from prosecution in his ongoing criminal proceedings related to his comments on the results of the 2020 presidential election. Trump, who's been indicted by special counsel Jack Smith on on charges of alleged criminal conduct relating to his seeking to overturn the results of the 2020 election, had sought to assert constitutional immunity from prosecution, arguing that it's incidental to his status as former president. Uh, on Tuesday, a three-judge panel of the D.C. Circuit unanimously rejected that claim. Quote, for the purpose of this criminal case, former President Trump has become citizen Trump with all of the defenses of any other criminal defendant. But any executive immunity that may have protected him while he served as president no longer protects him against this prosecution, wrote the court in a per curiam opinion where the author is not identified. Former President Trump lacked any lawful discretionary authority to defy federal criminal law, and he's therefore answerable in court for his conduct. So what this seems to acknowledge is that the actions that they're charging him for were taken while he was president, but they're essentially saying that things you're protected for, the things you're protected in doing while president, you're no longer protected once you're out of office. A lot of people obviously asking the question, okay, when do we charge Barack Obama with drone striking and assassinating American citizens overseas or, you know, what are we going to bring Biden up on charges for uh, once he's out of office? It's a wonderful fantasy world you've created there, but we can't even impeach Alejandro Mayorkas. The idea that we would actually bring criminal charges against any of these people is a far flung pipe dream, but. That is the precedent they're actually setting here. That is actually the precedent that they're saying. I mean, it it actually doesn't make any sense. You can do things as president and it's not a crime, but then when you're not president, it then becomes a crime. You can be charged for something that you did while shielded under executive immunity, but only once you're out of office. I mean, the number of implications of this are... Very troubling. Obviously, what this would eventually do down the line would be provide encouragement and a very good reason for an American president to refuse to leave office, right? To do things as president they felt was necessary for the nation and then say, I did this for the nation. I did this, you know, to save the country. But now, if I leave the office, my political opponents are going to prosecute me so I'm not gonna leave office, I have to retain this uh, immunity, but it, it really just doesn't make any sense. It really just, that's, immunity doesn't work this way in any other situation ever. It's not immunity in that case. If it's like temporary immunity, I mean, this doesn't make any sense. You can do something as president, and you're immune from prosecution until you're not president, so you were never immune then. So there's no such thing as executive immunity. I mean, again, this would matter if we actually had a rule of law, if we actually had a system of laws and precedents that were set that would then take legal form and would apply to cases down the line. Uh, This would all be very troubling and disturbing. The problem is we're so far beyond that. The situation that we're in is already so troubling and disturbing. The reality that everybody should know at this point whether they acknowledge it or not, is that no precedent matters, no rule of law matters. They don't like Trump, so they're doing what they want to him. And if the rules say that they can't, then they'll ignore the rules. But you can bet your last dollar that if Biden were in a similar situation, it would be, uh, well, uh, very important that we uphold this uh, presidential immunity system uh, so our president can be making decisions for the fate of America that uh, you know, require difficult decisions sometimes, and they should be able to make that without fear of persecution ruining their lives down the line. Like everybody, everybody understands that this is like a necessary aspect for the president of the United States to be able to make decisions free from the concern of later prosecution. That's like, a a primary aspect of being president and making decisions that no other person in America is allowed or or legally permitted to uh, make. But it doesn't matter because they want to destroy Trump. So uh, who cares, right? Who cares about law? Who cares about precedent setting? Who cares about the proper functioning of our democracy? We have to save our democracy. So we have to destroy our democracy to save it. It's just whatever they want to do. It's just all arbitrary. There's no rule of law. There's no precedent being set. It's all just uh, completely arbitrary up in the air and at their whims. Meanwhile, Ronna McDaniel, RNC chairwoman, plans to step down. The chairwoman of the Republican National Committee, Ronna McDaniel, has told former President Donald J. Trump she's planning to step down shortly after the South Carolina primary on February 24th, according to two people familiar with the plans. Well, just shows what a champion she is. You always, you know, every champion knows when to, you know, when to quit. Quit while you're ahead, quit while you're on top. You know, Ron McDaniels presided over just a abysmal failure of the RNC to capitalize on the massive cultural wave that Donald Trump created over the last, well, eight years at this point. Completely failed to make any hey while the sun shone. Uh, did nothing to reform the party or take advantage of this populist movement or attempt to move away from the very unpopular, very hugely damaging neocon establishment, rhino Republican side of the party and embrace the very popular big tent populist Trump movement they've resisted that at every turn undercut Trump at every turn and now after having wasted hundreds of millions of dollars trying to tear down destroy and at the end of the day defeat their own number one uh, candidate Donald Trump by propping up people like uh, Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis now that all of these plans have ended in abject failure and all of their scheming has come to nothing she is uh, gracefully bowing out. So well done, Rana. You failure. You utter and ridiculous failure. And again, we'll, maybe we can get into that a little bit later. But our final story is this. New report reveals a door panel on Alaska airline flight had no bolts installed. Faulty plug was manufactured by Spirit Aerosystems Malaysia. So that explains it, I guess. Oh well, there were no bolts. Okay, well there were no bolts. That's why the the door flew off midair. Good to know. Good to know it wasn't uh, something else. I guess <laughs> it happens sometimes. You know, sometimes you uh, forget your key in the door when you go inside, and sometimes when you're assembling a, a commercial airliner, you you forget to bolt it together. It happens. <laughs> It happens. What? <laughs> it's just, okay. All right, yeah, all right. Well, right. We'll keep reading, I guess. Uh, whatever final conclusions are reached, Boeing is accountable for what happened to Boeing. President and CEO Dave Calhoun said in a statement, an event like this must not happen on an airplane that leaves our factory. Well, I can see why you're CEO, Dave. What, a, what an astute observation. You know, if you ask me, Planes shouldn't fall off of airplane or uh, doors shouldn't fall off the airplane in midair. Yeah, we've looked into it. That was an oversight, actually. That was unintended. He says, he says we simply must do better for our customers and passengers. We are impl- implementing a comprehensive plan to, strength, I'm sorry, <clears throat> to strengthen quality and uh, confidence of our stakeholders. It will take significant demonstrated action and transparency at every turn. And that is where we are squarely focused. What do you say? Significant demonstrated action and transparency at every turn. Just, just bolt the door on next time. Please, please and thank you. And, uh, you know, we'll get into a little bit more about what's going on with uh, the airlines as the FAA is, well, they're hiring. uh, They're hiring people like, you know, tower operators, people in the control tower communicating with the planes. And they're specifically hiring people that have physical and mental deformities and, and things like speech impairments, speech impairments for the communication experts who are talking to pilots and guiding them uh, as to where to land. So they aren't gonna have to speak well. They're, we're gonna have people with speech impediments doing that job. So I think this is all deliberate. I'm, I'm pretty sure, call me crazy. Here's my wild conspiracy theory. This is, hold on to your seats, boys, especially since, especially if you're on a plane, they might not be bolted in. What if? What if you had this situation, this this timeline of events where you've got NGOs funded by billionaires, they get together at places like the World Economic Forum, they fly their private jets there, and they've made it abundantly clear that air travel should not be available to the average person, that the idea of being able to pay a hundred bucks and hop on a plane and fly anywhere in the country. That's anathema to these people who think you're a peasant that should be tied to the dirt, like the, you know, feudal system of old. What if they created entire documents and programs where they announced that within five or 10 years, every person will be limited to a single round trip flight a year If that, if they're lucky and if they have enough carbon credits, what if they're extremely open and public in announcing their desire to limit air travel to where it's almost non-existent and then we have a bunch of disasters and and hiring decisions and diversity programs that make The act of flying extremely dangerous, which drives up insurance costs, which make people afraid to fly. So they're, the demand is, is down. You know, what if it becomes too expensive? And what if by hook and by crook, they're getting exactly what they want. One way or another. I know it's totally crazy, but it's just, it's another one of these things. Another one of these situations where the people in charge go, hey, we don't want anybody to fly anymore. We don't think you peasants deserve you know, the art of flight. You're gonna be stuck on the ground. We want to eliminate the possibility that you can ever take a plane trip anywhere. And then everything that follows that pronouncement seems to align perfectly with that desire and seems to uh, fulfill that demand. I I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm a crazy conspiracy theorist, but uh, that's actually exactly what's happening. So there's that. Now I got some uh, videos to show you. I think we'll start with some, some Biden videos here. Uh, First of all, you know, Biden just really testing my patience personally. I have to think it has to do something like something like that, right? This Something where they're like, man, you know what? This is really going to piss off the people that are paying attention. Let's do this as a prank. Because if this isn't a prank, I can't figure out why they say things like this. I just have the, again, maybe it's my paranoid mind, but I think all the Democrats are laughing at us. You know, like when they say things like it's the Republicans that are trying to defund the police. And you just think, okay, all right. When he's done giving this speech, saying that the Republicans are the ones trying to defund the police, they all laugh at the end of the day, right? Like, And all the Democrats watching, they all kind of nudge each other and go, he said it was the Republicans trying to defund the police. Like it's a prank of some sort, right? Because nobody's actually buying this, are they? Nobody's actually buying the things that these people are saying. So Biden, in just the most bizarre twist of logic the world has ever seen, is blaming Donald Trump for the current border situation. Like, this is a joke, right? This is supposed to be funny or something? Let's go now to clip uh, number two, please.
1: Immediately. But if the bill fails, I want to be absolutely clear about something. The American people are gonna know why it failed. I'll be taking this issue to the country, and the voters are gonna know that it's not just a moment, just at the moment we're gonna secure the border and fund these other programs. Trump and the MAGA Republicans said no. Because they're afraid of Donald Trump.
4: Trump is afraid, afraid of, of Trump?
1: Trump? Wait, What? Every day between now and November, the American people are going to know that the only reason the border is not secure is Donald Trump and his MAGA Republican friends. It's time it's for Republicans funny. in the Congress to show a little courage, to show it's a little, a little spine. Uh, to the to border would be so American secure if you had just passed this bill. Not for anyone else. I know who
4: I work for. I work for the American people. Good Lord. I mean, that's a joke, right? Are you trying to be funny? We uh, we would have, man, we'd have such a secure border. Oh man, we totally wouldn't have a million people crossing the border in a year. If only they'd voted for this bill three years on in my presidency after 94 executive orders opened the border on purpose yeah we'll be right back
3: i was recently on the air in a two and a half plus hour interview with elon musk and he was talking about the globalist plan to depopulate and destroy our families and destroy civilization i said what do we call it elon he said i don't know i said what about team humanity What would you call the debate and discussion about a pro-human future, just team humanity? Yeah, team humanity, absolutely. He said, yeah, let's call it team humanity. Well, I had the idea then to make the shirt We've got two different limited edition variants of it, Team Humanity, and it's got the image of the nuclear family, Team Humanity, Infowars.com, 1776, 1776 worldwide, on the back it says Team Humanity. This is a great conversation starter, it's a great way to discuss Team Humanity versus the globalists. We get obsessed with sports and all these different groups to distract and divert us and make us tribal, but aren't we really just humanity and a pro-human future versus the Globalist? and you will eat the bugs and they're deindustrialized program. You will really eat If you stand against the open borders, the end of sovereignty, and the transgenderism, and the new world order, and the technocracy, and, and hearing that the age of humanity is over, then you are on Team Humanity. Get the limited edition shirts now at InfowarStore.com. It's a great conversation starter. You'll have amazing things develop. I predict if you wear it out in public and it keeps the show on the air. It's a fundraiser. So the only way this fails is if you don't go to InfowarStore.com and get your Team Humanity shirt right now. And it's not the only limited edition shirt we just put out. We just put out one more. And that shirt is incredible. My own new design. A red, white, and blue, Gadsden rattlestink flag, seventeen seventy six. It's got the InfoWars flag, it's got the American flag, it's got the establishment of InfoWars. This is a great shirt to identify yourself as a patriot with others and to link up with other folks and to let the leftist and the globalists know we're on the ground and we are powerful. So both the new 1776 Gadsden flag shirt and the two different variants of Team Humanity shirts, limited editions for a limited time at infowarstore.com. You get the new 1776 Gadsden shirt, red, white, and blue, original design, and And get the new Team Humanity shirts. And I thank you all for your support because you are on Team Humanity. Two words, Nitric Boost. Ladies and gentlemen, this product, without us even promoting it, has become one of our top three. Because people get it and it blows them away. The health, the energy, the immune system, the bedroom department. What it does with the vasodilation alone, not to mention the immune system, exercise, performance, you name it, is incredible. And the product is now back in stock at InfoWarStore.com for 40% off. Secure your bottle now of Nitric Boost at InfoWarStore.com. And it funds the InfoWar, which is an added bonus. Nitric Boost. Nitric Boost. off, in stock, ready to ship, InfoWarsStore.com, Nitric Boost. Thank you all for your support, and you need this product.
1: Com forward slash show and share the link today.
0: You're listening to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video.
2: Six men have been charging that brutal attack caught on camera. A shocking act of violence. Two NYPD officers beaten in Times Square.
3: All of those arrested were released without bail. Why did these four individuals
0: be released on their own recognizance? The Biden administration is fighting to release as many migrants as quickly as possible.
1: I'll reverse Trump's detrimental asylum policies. There's no
2: need for us. The Biden administration reversed Trump's policy on remain in Mexico.
0: Joe Biden to stop construction of the border wall. It's a new day on the southern border. Here we go. The policy that made it easy to kick out migrants
4: is gone. He inherited the lowest rate of illegal immigration and he immediately reinstated cash and release. And so when they apprehend people, they let them go. I'll reverse
1: Trump's detrimental asylum policies.
4: Joe Biden is giving you the finger. That is uh, Trump's latest ad using a recent news story about uh, four, but I think it was up to seven uh, migrants, illegal immigrants, in New York City who were caught on video savagely beating two uh, NYPD cops. Uh, they were then released on with no bail, allowed out on the street, and I believe there was—I believe the only condition was that they you know, had to stay and and would be actually brought up on charges later. Uh, But then they just fled to California and actually they've been arrested in Phoenix at this point, having fled from the conditions of the bail, because I guess what the point of having a bail is that you charge people money if they don't stick to the conditions of their release. And when you don't apply bail, then there's no reason for them to stay. So they left. They left. It's things like that uh, leading to stories like this. Republicans called to remove NYC's sanctuary city laws after an assault on cops. Mayor Eric Adams defended most people seeking asylum while his police commissioner spoke of a wave of migrant crime. Due to city policies and uh, state law, cooperation no longer afforded between NYPD, our law enforcement partners, and ICE, NYPD Commissioner declared Monday that the city has a problem with crimes committed by migrants hours after Mayor Eric Adams pushed back on Republican lawmakers who spent the morning trashing New York City's sanctuary city laws. The drama capped capped a week of tension as New York leaders retreated to their political corners after an assault on two police officers in crowded Times Square was caught on camera in a video that went viral on social media. Representative Nicole Malitakas Pointed to the January 27th assault on the officers, allegedly by a group of men seeking asylum, to argue the New York City should start aiding federal immigration officials in deportations. Again, does like just, just nothing rebel in the minds of the people writing or reading this story when they say the asylum seekers were beating cops in Times Square? Is there no sense of uh, inconsistency there? These people aren't asylum seekers. We owe owe them nothing. There's no reason why we should be bending over backwards for them. I mean, really, there's not even a reason why we should be nice to them at all, let alone giving them prepaid debit cards, giving them places to stay, building entire colonies, destroying the green spaces and parks in New York City in order to create the tent cities for these foreigners to live. I mean... Nothing ever, nothing in the back of people's minds to go, maybe they aren't asylum seekers. Maybe they're just foreign criminals. I, I guess we're, we're talking about rolling back the sanctuary city policies now. Conservative, and you know, it's stuff like this. Conservatives have used the incident in which a group of men kick at cops on the grounds and ostensibly stop them from arresting someone. As a political rallying cry in the days before the February 13th special election for New York's 3rd Congressional District, the GOP candidate in the bellwether race has also sought to portray her Democratic opponents as weak on the border. Meanwhile, Republicans are criticizing Democratic Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg for not seeking bail for some of the men arrested in the case. Bragg has said the evidence wasn't sufficient and Adams has defended his response. Of course, the evidence is... Unquestionable. It's on video. It's not up for debate whether this happened or whether these guys did it. So that's just a lie. It's just a lie what this guy said. There's more than enough evidence, but you know, obviously, these people are uh, criminal scum. So, you know, the ones running the city. I mean, also the the guys beating the police. But it's like you know, matters of matters of degree how criminal all of this behavior is. Conservatives have used the incident. They just, they can't uh, give, give us any credit whatsoever, right? It's actually not that complicated how this happens. It's like, hey, these laws are terrible. The lack of bail is a horrible procedure to be running. Also, you're bringing in millions of unvetted foreign adult men. They're going to be criminals in this group. Why are you subjecting the innocent civilians of America to the aggression of people from Venezuela that you brought over? And then it happens, and there's a video of it, and we point to it, and we go, this is what we're talking about. And then there's like... You're going to cynically use this to gain political – no, this is a political issue. Nobody's politicizing this. Nobody's taking advantage of this. We're just actually honestly trying to contend with reality, and you people are psychopaths that live in a fantasy world that we have to suffer from. We have to suffer from your delusions, and then we get told that we're politicizing things and we're taking, taking advantage of this situation. Don't let the situation get created, and nobody will take advantage of it. It's not that complicated. So again, Biden—I mean, it's just—I don't know. You have to marvel. You have to—you have to wonder what's going on in people's minds, like from infowars, gaslighting. Biden claims the only reason border is not secure is Donald Trump, and there's a lot of people, uh, you know, saying the same thing. There's a lot of people believing this. So, you know I, I, I don't know, I don't know what to tell you folks. Uh, democracy was a mistake. You can't be trusted to own a goldfish, let alone have a say in the path our country takes forward. I mean, it's just, it's... It, we're in a, an impossible... We really are. We're in an impossible situation. You've got Biden telling people that it's Trump's fault the borders open You've got Alvin Bragg saying there's insufficient evidence of an attack when the attack itself is caught on video. I mean, gaslighting, it's just the term doesn't go far enough unless you're like immolating yourself with the the gaslight, unless you have a, a gas lamp and you're pouring the gas on yourself and lighting yourself on fire, like they're... The extremity to which the insanity has consumed this nation, it's, it's inexplicable, honestly. It's a very it's very difficult to uh, contend with all of this. And of course, the Republicans are utterly failing to do anything about it which is why GOP senators are calling for Leader McConnell to step down over B.S. border bill. Republican senators have had enough of Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell after declaring the bipartisan border uh, bill put forth by the Senate unadulterated B.S. In a Tuesday press conference, Senators J.D. Vance and Ted Cruz argued McConnell should have walked away from the border agreement, given it does virtually nothing to secure the border while simultaneously sending billions of dollars to Ukraine, tens of billions, that is, and Israel and expanding Joe Biden's authority. And this is. So this is one of the ways this, that this is being spun here, and we'll, we'll f- finish this on the other side. But President Biden just told the American people exactly what Republicans are essentially voting against as a means to reportedly try to help Donald Trump. So the way this is being spun is that Republicans are not voting for this border bill because the border bill is super good and would totally shut down the border and is necessary, and Biden can't shut down the border without this bill, but if the Republicans vote on the bill, then the border will get shut down and that it'll take away that talking point for the Trump campaign. That's the conspiracy theory they're running with. We'll break down just how thoroughly nonsensical all of this is. You are being lied to. These people are scum.
2: well well, nitric oxide is a key it's made by our own bodies again it's made by L citrulline and and L arginine the amino acids so we're fed you you can get it from beet powder and other things the nitric oxide relaxes the endothelium the vasculature it relaxes the vein it's a natural blood pressure in fact I use the two your Infowars. I keep that on my shelf and I feed myself the cardio miracle which is just for straight food it's a different formulation than that one and the two together are a one-two punch so you get in your food the ability to make what you need and no more
3: that was Dr. Judy Mikovits, top research scientist. Without me even asking her, telling everybody how incredible this product is, and it's finally back in stock. Nitric Boost is 40% off at InfowarsStore.com, and it doesn't just have the vasodilation, opening up your arteries and your veins to clean things out. It does so many incredible things. God gave us this compound. So many of the big things you see out there promoted in the media are based on the natural ingredients that are already in this product so get your amazing nitric boost today at infoworkstore.com you need to experience the health the vitality the stamina the libido everything that comes with nitric boost you've looked at our formula you, you like it
2: i did and i do yes
3: well, I, I'm not a scientist so, like you. What, is, what do these compounds do creating nitrous oxide? What does it do?
2: Um, it relaxes the vasculature, so the clot will go through and not restrict. It allows it to relax. It lowers the blood pressure, has the uh, toxic um, synthetic lipid nanoparticles similar to the one in the COVID shot. Prior to the COVID shot, the deadliest vaccine, we saw athletes dropping dead on the field, um, passing out, falling down, all the things yeah, why received. is it pert- particularly the athletes? Um, because they operate at oxygen max, um, capacity max. They're, they're operating at such a high level in their mitochondria. This is an energy production oxygen um, necessary disease. Um, so they create,
3: they, that's what they're finding. They turbocharge the blood clots. Yep.
2: And ischemia, lack of oxygen. Mm. So constricted blood vessels, too, because athletes are running, they're constricted, they're they're working so that the blood flows and it doesn't flow, which is why your nitric oxide um, product, that new products, I hope you'll show it, because that's a very important thing to have for acute events, be, uh, dissolve under the tongue, give you an Instant relaxing of your endothelium, your vasculature. Nitric Boost,
3: exclusively available, 40% off right now, in stock, ready to ship. Nitric Boost, Infowarstore.com. Try it, support the Infowar, it's a 360 win. The enemies of humanity have been very good at dividing and conquering us. But if we simply start thinking about things according to the definition of, is it pro-human or is it anti-human, we start to win. And that's why I had the idea for Team Humanity. I brought it up to Elon Musk. He loved the idea. What would you call the debate and discussion about a pro-human future, just Team Humanity? Yeah, Team Humanity, absolutely. And so we have the T-shirt, Team Humanity with a nuclear family standing against the globalist. This shirt is a great conversation starter, but it also is a fundraiser. You have info on the air so we can promote and support Team Humanity
4: Ladies and gentlemen, when we last left off, Joe Biden was telling you it's Donald Trump's fault that he opened the border three years ago. Yeah, I have to to assume that our audience has some background information. I assume you don't need me telling you what an absurd claim it is that Donald Trump has anything to do with the current border crisis. I mean, everybody knows this, right? Everybody knows it was like lowest crossings ever under Trump. I think 400,000 in a single year, still too high, but many of those were, you know, caught and and processed appropriately. And since then it's, it's been probably over 10 million since Joe Biden got into office. And every year, it's substantially, uh, substantially increased the number of people crossing. Like everybody just knows this, right? I don't need to go over this. This is news to you. You need to you need to humbly remove yourself from civic life. Apparently, people are are falling for this. I guess. And again, it just makes me think of that video that we played yesterday of the guy who basically had his worldview shattered by actually trying to look into what people on our side of the aisle actually believe. It's it's kind of a simple formula. It it relies on their ignorance. It relies on their willful uh, naivety just stupidity. You've got an open border and all of the problems that that causes, all of the issues that come about from having an unpatrolled border, an open border, and a welfare state. I mean, it's just, it's obvious and crazy that we even have to make the argument, but we do. And the demands that we make are not extravagant they're not crazy they're not over the top the demand is this protect the border that's all we want that's it it can be a wall it can be patrols it can, whatever I mean there's different ways to do it but just we just want a country that is governed by a government that protects the people inside the country from the people outside the country it's the most basic thing any government should ever do. I mean, you just, you weed down a government into its bare minimum, what it needs to be. And the whole reason for instituting governments amongst people in the first place to protect those within the government from those without. So that's the, that's the ask, that's our demand. It's so simple, it's so obvious, it's really should be undeniable. And so the way that they obscure that, the way that they obfuscate that, the way that they disguise that very simple, reasonable request from us humble citizens, would you mind patrolling the border of our country, government, please? That has to be twisted so far out of recognition. Uh, You get stuff like this. And I'm pretty sure this was presented at a congressional hearing. Donald Trump and MAGA border solutions, alligator moats, bombing Mexico, shooting migrants in the legs, and electric fences. And like, it is sad, but you get that people who are in the left, people who are on the left, people who are trusters of the mainstream media, like this is what they're presented with. In all sincerity, like they present this to people and people believe it. And so then later when they're like talking with their friends, when the topic of border security comes up, in their mind, the dichotomy is between the very reasonable and respectable and staid, you know, administration of the Biden policies that are simply doing their best with a difficult situation it's option A option B is electrified alligators and Donald Trump in a with a drone bombing innocent mexicans and it's like i guess this is what this is how far gone just basic understanding of of anything is in this country i mean i guess it makes sense if you're if you're dumb enough to think that this is what republicans actually want so and and again i i just mentioned it yesterday where it's like The actual request, very simple, very reasonable. Protect our border. Our border should be protected. Every country in the history of the world has done this. Why us doing this is is beyond the pale. I can't begin to explain. So they, they have to literally come up with insane fantasies. Say that's what we believe. And then point to those fantasies that they came up with and say, look how ridiculous these Republicans are. We can't let them get away with this. They want to shoot migrants in the legs. What? What the hell are you talking about? I, and so, I did, you know, again, I just don't know how people fall for it. More precisely, like the kneecaps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you could be, you at least be precise. So, I mean, this is what they believe. This is actually what they believe. And that's just for the stupid, uninformed people so they can, you know, talk about the water cooler, you know, sort of, uh, Exposing their ignorance. and and, of course, if anybody says, oh, that's not what we want. We just want a border, then you know that that's when you get the shrieking leftist uh, typical response of just like, you know they, uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. but that's for the stupid people. The stupid people believe that sort of stuff. They think that uh, to have border security means that you are are okay with border patrol shooting Mexicans in the leg for no reason. okay? They have to have the dumb people believing that. That, that's the dichotomy they've set up for them. Now, for the slightly more intelligent yet still sickeningly deceptive people, you have this higher level of deception, which is what Ed Krasenstein is uh, engaged in here, where you take something very obvious, which is that the border situation as it stands now is 100 percent the fabrication of the Biden administration is was a deliberate and continues to be a deliberate policy of invasion funded by the American government and the UN through our tax dollars as well as NGOs, coordinated by the DHS and Alejandro Mayorkas at the behest of of, uh, President Biden. Like everybody knows this, this is obvious. So they need to take this and somehow twist it to where they're actually professing to believe that the border would be solved if only this border bill would go through. And it's because the border bill didn't go through that the border situation exists. I know, I know, this is, this is what they do. So this is the, the higher level, like, intelligentsia, more intellectual deception going on. He says, President Biden told the American people exactly what Republicans are essentially voting against as a means to reportedly try to help Trump. Trump. So remember, they think that the border looks bad for Democrats, and so Republicans are deliberately making the border bad. It's our fault that the border is open because— Republicans don't actually care about the border. We just want Donald Trump to win because we're we're stupid cult members who love Donald Trump even though we don't know why. Because apparently we don't support his... You know, we don't actually want the border closed. We just want Trump in office. So we're willing to keep the border open to make Democrats look bad to give Trump a little boost that he doesn't need in an election that he's going to win already. And so what they're saying is that this border bill would have solved the border crisis. How? Well, because it would have given 1,500 additional border agents, 4,300 new asylum officers. No, no, this is the problem, Ed. We don't want 4,300 new asylum officers. That's 4,300 that's 4, new traders processing the invasion, contributing to, facilitating, making easier and more efficient the invasion of our country. There's no even suggestion that this would stop the border crossing. It would only increase it. 100 new immigration judges. Oh, great. More judges to bring more people in more quickly and more efficiently. So what does he say? What is he talking about? He's like, it's their fault that the border is open. If only they'd voted on this bill, which opens the border more and gives us more resources to open the border more efficiently. 100 new machines to detect and prevent fentanyl from coming into America. Oh, a new machine to detect fentanyl. Wow. Something that you wouldn't need if the borders weren't open. Something completely in excess if it wasn't an open border that people were bringing in literal tons of fentanyl continually. Cutting asylum processing time from five to seven years down to just six months. Like, so what is he talking about? The border isn't secure because we didn't pass a bill that would have expedited the invasion? The the expedition of work permits for families coming here for business, increase in legal immigration visas, emergency authority for the president to shut down the border, or not. Yeah, the border bill would have opened the border more. That's why we're against it. Dummies. Ladies
3: and gentlemen, we're in a war against the globalist. Bill Gates up there with that little chicken neck. You know how you walk, Like, ah, uh-huh, like a demonic elf. Hey Bill Gates. Got <laughs> Angelina Jolie going, ah, children. I am Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm Piers Morgan. Ever seen a Choeny? My name's Glenn Beck. <laughs> That's Hillary. Hold on. I'm Gary Johnson. Hi, this is Barack Obama without my teleprompter. I was raised by the Ford Foundation and Carnegie Endowment. Welcome to McDonald's. May I help you? I'm Betty Sanders. Chris Hayes with glasses like he's a little smart. Guy. Rachel, not up. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you, Satan, for all your love. Signed, Carol Sandberg. Job of the hunt. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I'm your amazing. I am Optimus Prime. I am William F. Buckley
4: Edison. Visit InfoWarsStore.com today and be the reason we're still on the air.